Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. I'm Eric, and joining me as always is Ian. Hi, I'm Weary Rider on the forums. Also joining us back from the dead is David. Hey, I'm also Windrunner on the forums, and I am indeed alive. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Uh, moving apartments. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and, and also forgetting your mic last month. Yeah, so I forgot my mic when I was yeah, home for a while. Yeah, so that was that was not was not the best uh, idea, but. I was so sure I had it. Yeah. And also joining me is Ben. Well, the storm is up, Internet. Overlord Jeeva's here coming at you with a high-energy podcast. Don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe. God, yeah. kill me now. <laughs> how much of is that, that audio of just clipped right there, uh, Ben? How, mu- oh how much of that? <laughs> oh, It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll edit it in post. We'll edit it in post. We'll edit it in post. I hope that it'll, was the, part of the intro you were looking for. It'll just be Eric. totally distorted during that part. It'll be, it'll be great. Uh, it's really high, high, high energy. Great. It's not like we talked about the audio levels before this. Anyway, uh, I am chaos on the forums uh, today, and for the next probably two weeks, we're going to be talking about words of Brandon from the Oathbringer tour, uh, and, and the holiday signings, and the two holiday signings. And uh, we have like 36 pages of <laughs> words of Brandon for this podcast that we thought were interesting. So this might be, this will definitely be two episodes, 100%. Uh, it might be three. Uh, we're not trying to milk this, but we're trying to inform you guys about uh, the cool stuff Brandon said and also get some good discussion because there are some really top tier words of brandon here uh and ian why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about arcanum what it is and where they can find it because th- yes. i hear that's pretty cool yeah uh Arc- no. for back the wheel of time fandom had a database where they <laughs> okay it was incredible well, like, uh, okay. I'm going to start this over. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I'm, like, trying to, like, figure out what I'm going to say. Okay, maybe well, we should have scripted called this part out. Theoryland? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. there was the Theoryland interview database, which was created by the Wheel of Time fandom to store all of their Word of Jordans. I don't know if that was actually. I don't a think thing they. they I don't think they thing. ever said that. Okay. I think we kind of did the whole Wob thing, word of Brandon, yeah. which is terrible. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, you don't like that, David. That's fine. But when Brandon took over the wheel for the Wheel of Time, like a lot of his stuff started getting put in that. So like that was the interview database for Brandon. However, there. It was time for our fandom to make one for our own better suited for our yep. purposes yep which took many many years took like three years uh this our current one is uh our third incarnation uh the yes. other incarnations were bad uh so you didn't hear about those because <laughs> yeah. you, it's there's really no point in you getting excited about something that's terrible yeah so i hadn't realized it'd be going on for that long yeah like ian and i have been ian was wanted to do it for a very long time and uh yeah, yeah. It's pretty much why I was promoted to staff. Yeah. 
That was a long time ago. Um, yeah, but we made it. But we it, did make it. Yes. So you can upload audio. You can yes. snippet it. So and then transcribe it all in one website. And you can do that. You can do yes. all of that. You can. Well, you can't snippet audio. Arkin oh, yeah, can't do that. But you can yeah. create <laughs> entries for from yes. snippets that are created. Yeah. And so you can go to a page see all of the word of Brandon's from an event. And if there's audio for it, you can press the play button and actually hear Brandon's words and inflections. Yep. And, and Which are often very hilarious. <laughs> yes. yes. So but no oh, more and arguing also, over the way he said it made have implied this. You can yeah, hear how he said you, it. Yeah. yeah, you can <clears> just <throat> hear it. You, you don't have to take the transcriber's word for what it, uh, for what was said. You can just hear exactly what it is. And we, We've grown a lot as a fandom. We have much higher standards on how things are transcribed and the accuracy that is required. Uh, and we, we have, have Ian to thank for all of these standards, really, because he's, you know, yeah. basically did this. Uh, but the, the problem... And, wait, yeah. and you can find it at wob.coppermind.net. Wob.coppermind.net, yep. If, I saw that, David. I saw that. It's okay. It's, it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's, I uh, completely and, missed whatever he did. Uh, he was <laughs> just scoffing. He doesn't, he doesn't like the term Wob. Uh, <laughs> but the, the search is really good on Arcanum. And really the, the problem uh, in the Theoryland days was that all the transcribing occurred in Google Docs. And a lot of that was really easy to lose. And people didn't know where to go. Uh, and it all kind of happened on closed doors. And so with Arcanum, we have this centralized place for people to upload audio, to transcribe audio. And we also have it so uh, Dragonsteel is uh, checking uh, accuracy of things. So it's all a centralized place for you and Dragonsteel. So it's pretty great. And all of our words of Brandon that we're going to talk about today are all already on Arcanum. Although I don't think Dragon Dragonsteel hasn't reviewed these yet. They have so. not yet. You, you'll you'll see uh, the word pending in front of things on Arcanum, and that just means, you know, Peter's going to check it eventually. So, yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, we have a reason for bringing on uh, Ben. Uh, and, Hello. yes, because you went to a signing, I went to a signing. Uh, yeah. And we have some amazing confirmations, and we're just going to start yeah. with those. And uh, I believe Ian needs to take some credit because he did not like me trying to subtly take his credit, which was that was not my intent last week, uh, about the Oathbringer uh, letters in the epigraphs last time. Uh, so our first shardcast that you saw on YouTube we talked about the letters and we were totally spot on. So that's why you <laughs> listen to this, this podcast. <laughs> and so Ian, why don't you lead us right into this very first one? So there was a page runner at the Houston signing asked, are they all from shards? Brandon said, yes. Good. Which is what we can totally right. <clears throat> yeah. Is the first one. Is that one we know? Is that one we've seen? They are all ones you have seen. <laughs> they are all ones you have, you have seen, or at least you know, have seen or know of. Yeah. 
So they are all shards we know. And so what that means is, well, with the first letter, we had a very short list of uh, options because mm-hmm. uh, it couldn't be cultivation, right? Uh, right. It, couldn't, it couldn't be a lot of them, and it was either endowment or an unknown shard. Yep. Or dominions back from the dead. Keep waiting. <laughs> Probably, definitely not that. I mean, that was <laughs> not. Yeah. It was so, not an option we seriously considered. Uh, I don't think you mentioned that on that podcast. In fact, uh, David. Uh, so you're you're just you're just ruining your own credibility here. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't want me taking too seriously. Uh, no, no. Come here for top tier theorizing about Bide and Mishram and other things. Uh, anyway, so Ian, you're totally right. It, it's got to be endowment, right? Yep. There's there's not yeah. really any other option. Mm-hmm. Which is, Which is pretty crazy. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, if you haven't actually seen much from Endowment in terms of beyond just being the voice back there, that we can get like a little bit of a sense of personality and yeah, some yeah. and some intense aggression. It seemed like, but we'll say yeah, it, it's That's not what, what you would me was yeah. You from her magic system, you know, and the the shard of you know basically just giving things to people for free, you know, kind of the essence of Endowment. It's surprising that she's so hostile. I'm really. See, yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't characterize her as hostile. She is okay. in a position of power talking to like some Joe Schmo. And it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> let, <laughs> let the adults handle things. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, it's. It take, it's got to take some guts to be like, oh, I'll deal with Odium, like, you know, four yeah. cards down. Yeah. And they're just like, no big deal. <laughs> Did that all get picked up, everybody, right there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, so that, that one, 100% endowment. I can't wait to see a scene where, kind of like the scene where we see Cultivation or Odium for the first time, like, seeing endowment for realsies for the first time because yeah i'm sure all of this personality will come through when we get that scene mm-hmm. yeah i'm just going to say this again dragon <laughs> <laughs> every if, if this is the first podcast you're listening to guys uh ian wants endowment to be a dragon is there and... a reason for that or is it just like there should be a dragon shard well, there well, should be a dragon. I would suspect Dragons there is. are mentioned in Warbreaker. I know, but like in like Brandon a really like, said, like minor there's way. There's a reason like dragons are part of the mythology on in, um on Nalthus, which would make sense. I didn't. If, uh, I, pretty good. I haven't seen that I, one. Okay, if that's, that's actually I been said, I kind of forgot that. I didn't yeah. see that one. So okay. Like I have legitimate reasons for this. Okay, I thought it was just them saying dragons nest at one point. I was like, that could be a translation thing. If endowment was a dragon. It would make sense that uh, dragons, at least from the Dragon Steel uh, sample chapters that were posted, the the only instance of description of a dragon that we have, you can read it on Brandon's site. Uh, they seem really impressive, so yeah. okay. that would kind of add to endowments. Like, wait, what are you doing? I'll handle this. I'm a dragon. Now I have a shard. I'm one of the most powerful things ever. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to let you deal with this. I can deal with this. You know? I, can, I am woman here if you roar. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> literally. 
Um, so, I mean, if that was the case, then I'm in. But it's a meme at this point that you want a shard to be a dragon. So Yes. Then, uh, Ben, why don't, why don't you read this, this next quote from uh, London, uh, yeah. which you ask. This is kind of a combination of two separate questions. Um, yeah. One that wasn't even planned to be a question, but became it's one. It's crazy, very in a important. Here. Top tier. <laughs> so it, the question I had was, is all investiture in the Cosmere associated with a shard? Uh, to which Brandon kind of, yes, ummed ard about it a little bit and basically said, yes, at the point of the shattering, all investiture in the Cosmere became associated with a shard. Uh, and... We, we had a little back and forth about this, about whether they're aware about it of it, or what that means, you know, for whether the shard of preservation embodies all preservation in the Cosmere. Um, but this prompted uh, Eurysis, who's from the shard, to ask: Is you the investiture this exactly? The, I'll. I'll... <laughs> yeah, this this one's good. This one's good. Uh, so Eurysis says: Investiture on first of the sun is associated with a shard. Brandon said, yes, it is. That one is even closer associated with a shard, the actual investiture of the magic. Remember, when I say investiture, I mean matter, energy, and magic. Sometimes the word investiture just, mean, just means the magic, such as AVR, and in that it is directly associated with one of the shards. Eurysis asks, which one? So, Padgy, uh, so Brandon says, Padgy is a shard of Aldenasium. And <laughs> I wish we had a recording of the in the room because it just went quiet. Technically, oh, we do have a recording of it. We, oh, do, we, do, we have do have, have, we do have, a we recording. have the audio. There's just a moment of silence, and then I just have to go. It, it's like so, stunned sorry, silence. <laughs> yeah, stunned it's, it's silence. So great. As she is and, a shard of Aiden Alcium. What? And so I say, sorry, can you say that again? And then he says it in the exact same way. He says, Padgy is a shard of Aldenasium. And wait, we, wait, wait. Adam, <laughs> like, how are you pronouncing uh, that? Aldenasium. Adelasium. <laughs> this is fine. Don't worry. <laughs> sure. All right. At least cool. I'm not saying right. Padjai. Uh, yeah, okay. That's true. Uh, uh, so, and then we specified it by asking, you know, is he on about the AVR or all of the islands or is it just specifically Padgy? Is it a shard? And then he says, big asterisk, but yes. And considering how much we spoke about oh sorry how much you guys spoke about how that second letter which was about a it was an avatar on obradiah i think is, yes, is correct phrase used well and yeah. so the yeah. letter is not from an avatar even though i hate that term on obradiah <laughs> it's from yeah. patchy oh yes it's, yes it's referring to <laughs> a, a new avatar on obradiah so I'm glad yes. we're all on the same page that Obrodai is not first of the sun, right? Correct. Okay, we cool. Have confirmation yes. of that for sure. I know. I was saying no, but like in our thoughts, not direct okay. confirmation. It but makes if you no read it any other way, like, yeah. If you yeah. if you read it, it has to be a different place. Slash. Why would Brandon confuse us with two different names like that? Yeah. And so yeah, with that second letter mentioning uh, waters and tests and all that kind of how dangerous it is, it, that big asterisk must be that this is a in some way, autonomy, who we know is kind of going about leaving bits and bobs of herself here and there. Well, well Brandon says, yeah. in fact, one of the letters references First of the Sun in oh, this yeah, and yeah, points sorry. to Oathbringer. <laughs> for, those uh, not benefiting, for those of you not benefiting from the video feed, there are currently glory spread all around me because I called this. <laughs> you true. Did. That's true. You did. You can listen to our part two Epigraphs podcast. Ian's 
Ian is on it. Uh, totally yeah. right. And our theory was that it was autonomy with this uh, this whole uh, avatars and different aspects and personas with uh, Bobbitt and autonomy. And uh, at the Salt Lake City signing, uh, which I went to, ooh, uh, I I subtly asked Brandon, what shard would you take up? Which is very clever. I, I was needling oh, yeah. for new shards because that's what I do, basically. <laughs> uh, and, and he was thinking, oh, you know, probably one of the ones that uh, hasn't been mentioned yet. But he was he was like listing off shards that were cool, and I just said, "What autonomy's cool with uh, creating new aspects?" And Brandon's like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." He he just says that in there, uh, and <laughs> and so off the record, uh, I I need to tell a little story because this signing at the Salt Lake City signing was super dead. It was done in a half hour. The line was done. Was we 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 arrived. We got lunch. Uh, and then by the time we finished lunch, because we just left the recorders there, Brandon was already done talking with everyone. And so <laughs> we're just riffing, uh, talking with Brandon because no one's here. Bookstore employees are getting stuff signed. That's about all that's happening. It's very entertaining. And Brandon eventually realizes there is a magic shop like two blocks away. <laughs> so, As in so, Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. Yes. Yeah. Not, <laughs> that's that's not important. Actual, yeah, that, that, is, that is an important oh. distinction there. Um, so he writes on his pl- uh, like his foam sign that has a cover of Oathbringer. He writes on the back of it, "Went to play magic. Be back at five to sign more things." <laughs> so he we just leave and we play <laughs> magic with Brandon. We're, we're leaving the signing anyway. So we turn off the recording and I just asked Brandon. Did you mean to say that that second letter, uh, that that was autonomy? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's exactly what I meant. I I didn't expect this to be really mysterious. Uh, and yeah. and I was like, yeah, we we agreed on uh, on our podcast, and and so he he did say that it was okay for me to to mention this. And there's a but, I mean, we've only got your your. We've only got your word to go by on this, so is this like a word? There's other people there, Ben. (laughs) There were literally other people right there. Literally other people right there. Uh, Oh, but he also said, he also said this, that any shard could make aspects. Oh. Yes. Which is good That is interesting. Yes. Um, Now, I should note that he's using the word aspect because I used the word aspect. But if you carefully read the uh, Oathbringer epigraph, uh, it mentions the word avatar for this. So I think we should use the word avatar. Th- and that's yeah, the that's, one that's in that the book. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, Ian. You, you don't, why don't you like that word? Why don't you I like that word? I don't think it's accurate. Why? Because like, that's not what an avatar is. Like, yeah, that is. Like, it didn't become sure. a person, like an incarnation of something. But sure. you know. why not? Why not? Well, let's 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 Google this. Avatar definition. I, I just Googled it a second ago. <laughs> well, I've always seen avatar is it means the representation of something. A manifestation so, of a deity keep or reading. a soul in bodily form on earth. Yeah. Uh, a divine 
uh, an incarnate divine teacher. That sounds fine. Incarnate, it's like in flesh, though. Like, there's not like, a person yeah. walking around that is. That's what <laughs> exactly. the that's central to what Avatar means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, like if you're... you need a like a person body, not a island body. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. We all right. How? All right. Let's do some analysis on on this whole <laughs> patchy thing because yeah. Are we saying that the island itself not, is no. the Avatar? There's an research. Every time I go back and listen to the audio of that um, of that signing and that question, uh, he says, "You know, there is a shard," and then he's searching for a word, and then I kind of suggest "represent it," and he goes "represented on the island," and then he kind of he says, oh, "What does he?" He then changes it to another word, or is. Okay, I can't find it. <laughs> you can Might not have been transcribed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and every time I listen to it and I hear myself suggesting the word represented when that clearly isn't what he wanted to say, I just, every time I shake my head, I'm like, why did I say I should have just let him finish his sentence? And because then we wouldn't have this argument about whether he meant the island or the pool on the island, because Pachi is the island, not the pool. I will say that in the Arcanum Unbounded essay for Cell, it mentions that the very lands themselves are becoming invested and are developing sentience. But that was a wasn't that like a result of them being in the cognitive realm? Like that was yes, half of yeah. it. Yes. Yes. But still, so, these their avatars land is becoming are... sentient. There is precedent for it. Whether yes, or not like that's actually become... what's happening here. Yeah. Or autonomy. I, I don't I'm not willing to say that's what's happening. I'm saying it's a possibility. In in my it's mind. It's not like, my favorite idea. Yeah. I think there's just I don't want to say spren, because I don't think it's a, a spren. Mm. But eh? Yeah, I just like really the embodiment of the island. Not necessarily like the island itself. Mm -hmm. See, I just think that in their world, they're worshiping, you know, like their religion is that these islands have a personality. And so like the God they're worshiping, which happens in their context to be an island is part of a shard of Aiden Elysium. Not that that splinter or avatar or aspect is actually the island itself. Just it's the being they're worshiping. The, the physical manifestation. Yeah. That is that island. I think it's like, like yeah. the island was invested by whatever. Like, that's where the investiture is centered, which is why the perpendicularity I, I, is there. So that's why. Yeah. Well, it's got to happen Ooh, somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Oh, and actually, I've, I've kind of been thinking, I've always thought of the, of, of a, the perpendicularity as part of the shard, but really, that doesn't need it to be could the be case. The, doesn't need to be the case. The perpendicularity could be a side effect of an avatar of autonomy being there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just okay. a concentrated investiture. And, uh, as we talked about uh, on our cultivation podcast, uh, you, cultivation's perpendicularity is in the Horn Eater Peaks, not near the valley where mm -hmm. she's kind of centered, right? So those, they don't even yeah. need to be in the same location necessarily at all. Um, you guys just talking about that kind of made me think we, we have, there's no precedent for a shard creating these avatars, right? We don't know no. what the requirements for that is. Mm -hmm. And... What just occurred to me is that maybe it needs some kind of physical anchor, maybe? I don't know. Uh, and maybe the island's that anchor? Maybe if it's this avatar, 
it's probably sapient because you know that's they wrote how a that letter, letter so yeah right mm-hmm. they wrote a letter yeah uh, right so just like other shards it's manifestation wouldn't be in the physical right because generally shards don't just show up in the physical like hey how's it going mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah unless they're cultivation like, well never, but the, know, that whatever. was like centered uh, in the valley right <laughs> yeah uh yeah. so weirdness is happening there it, shards manifesting is a interesting question but but anyway uh i think we could say that whatever this avatar because i don't think the word splinter is the right word i i mm-hmm. it's, I it's just a new thing over, yeah it's a new like, thing it'd be interesting to find out what the difference actually like, oh, between a an avatar will i be. mean you maybe could call it a splinter but there from let's see which signing was this from from the Leeds signing in england uh-huh. there was um can a shard go to a planet create an autonomous splinter and then leave the, the system of the planet <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that possible in fact that's happened you've seen that happen well mm-hmm. i think that's kind of mm-hmm. what's going on because we know sure leaving a system where a shard is invested is hard for the shard yes, and has consequences true. yeah and like so yes. for a long time we've thought oh it, they just lose access to that investiture what if the formation of in aspect or avatar yes that is what happens that's the cost if you want to leave you have to leave that uh, a part of yourself there maybe mm-hmm. that that's an interesting idea hmm. yeah um i mean yeah i i just i think i think it's just that the island's anchoring this investiture the splinter this avatar yeah there it's it's not it's not the physical manifestation of this investiture no like, it's not, not like it the mists or no storm no. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's no. definitely not the, the clo- for me what i feel is the closest kind of comparison we could make is the one of the main or well, one of my personal top theories for how the unmade is that they are kind of splinters kind of anchored to what could have possibly been a human or a singer at some point hence why you know that they're, they're very much weird that's that very weird and so that would kind of work with that if if the avatars from autonomy are kind of comparable to an unmade that would kind of link up together if that makes sense hmm. or, or uh, I just speaking gibberish? <laughs> hmm. well because what what ian said is indifferent from what i ex- uh was kind of initially going and that's totally fine because we're we're kind of just spitballing because we have absolutely no idea how this works <laughs> but me i was kind of going at it from the angle of i'm autonomy i'm going to this place i'm creating an avatar and ian's yeah. kind of coming at it as i'm on this planet i want to leave this planet Making an avatar is the cost for leaving. Yeah. Well, I hmm. think it can be either way. Sure. Because, hmm. like, she's going around, like, intentionally creating an avatars. Like, that's yeah. her goal. Yeah. So it's like, it's not really, like, the cost to her because it's, like, the point of what she's doing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, th- this 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 whole Pachi thing is just so weird. Do do we have any more to say on this? Because I, I will just so say weird. that paradigm shifting is yeah. a word that is sometimes bandied about about words of Brandon. In what this was paradigm shifting. Well, really, just that second letter <laughs> was paradigm shifting because yeah. you can kind of see that they're shards, but the second one's completely weird, and it's like, yeah, it's, what is this? The all investiture is associated with a shard and Patchy being an aspect yeah. of autonomy. Oh, that yeah, do, is do paradigm shifting. That's going yeah. to change, have a significant effect on theorizing going forward. Yeah, do we want to talk yeah. about how? So all investiture was Adenalcium, and when the shattering occurred, all that investiture was reassociated with a shard. Do we do we want to talk about that? Yes, yeah. I'm happy to talk about, about that. Um, so, with the, you know, honestly, I went into that question expecting a, a no, and I had follow up <laughs> questions for a no, and I wasn't expecting a yes, and yeah, so um, I was just kind of like a bit lost when he said yes because I was expecting it to be something like, you know, just what was focused around Yolan was. Uh, assigned to a shard, and now shards can go about and pick up, you know, this kind of neutral investiture no, wherever they go. it's all investiture. That but exists. it's all yeah. investitures now. And so what's interesting is the way he's phrased it and the way he was saying it, it does seem to be like, it's not necessarily all investiture got split evenly. It's just every bit of the the the, of the whole cosmere, everything that's safe, that helps preserve things is now associated with the shard of preservation and mm-hmm. so it's and you know everything that allows things to be ruined is now associated with ruin and so what's interesting to think about is you know when you think of roshar before honor and cultivation turned up does that mean this the various spread for those things were those associated with those other shards before honor and cultivation turned up and kind of twisted it i'm glad them, you asked that works mm-hmm. <laughs> because Ian specifically gave me a question to ask Brandon, and it was a super weird response. So I actually asked yeah. this for Ian in particular oh, okay. about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm totally confused by his response. Here, Here's the question. So at the Forbidden Planet signing, you said that when Adenalcium was shattered, all investiture in the Cosmere was associated to one of the shards. So what happened with Adenalcium's spren on Roshar? Were those associated to honor and cultivation? What happened with them? Brandon says, so they were very, they were already associated to certain parts of Adenalcium, and they went with those associations. There's a lot of cultivation in all of the spren, particularly the natural spren. I can, that makes perfect sense in line mm-hmm. with his, the London Wob, in my opinion. I, I, the, I think it does too. Essentially. Yeah, it's it's essentially the the spread of various things. You know, the spread of as I said, the natural spread is all associated with you know life growing things. Um, I'm trying to think of any other natural spread. Um, Fire spread, life spread, wind spread, wind spread, oddly, yeah, yeah. And so it kind of makes sense that uh, kind of does it make sense that they're associated with cultivation because they I are. Mean, I guess they are. Y- I guess yeah, I guess they, they are. are. So yeah, it, it it is a little weird. Because it is a the, the weird, London yeah. word of Brandon kind of got me thinking about imagining all investiture as a Lego block. And when the shattering occurred, each of those Lego blocks was then associated with like one of 16 different flavors. So just mm-hmm. imagine it like a different color. 
Not that we're saying yeah. all shards have the same color, but it's an analogy. Yeah. Um, it's important to say that. But yeah. it is weird <laughs> that like, oh yeah, all those spread on Roshar, that's already cultivation. So they just went with that. Like it does seem kind of weird, but maybe if spren are... Like spren are weird in the Cosmere. They're, they're kind of coalesced and maybe they kind of could choose more yeah uh. i've just had a thought associated with cultivation and roshar so we know that at least the planet roshar was built from scratch in fact brandon in in one of the replies on reddit that i uh got from him he even said specifically that roshar was grown by aldenatium sorry Mm -hmm. aldenatium um, and so, Aiden Alcium. I'm just going to keep making up different pronunciations. You're just you're, <laughs> let's just permute syllables. Let's, let's be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, it would make sense that if he kind of cultivated Roshar from nothing, if if it was just the planet, or whether it was the whole system, or whether it was the whole solar system, I have a feeling it was the whole solar system because the whole solar system's weird. And yeah. accurate. And so if he yes, yeah. And so if he grew the whole thing from nothing, and it would make then sense. A lot you know, associated a lot... with cultivation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he oh, cultivated okay. it. So I'm, huh. I'm kind of with that. I didn't understand. Yeah. 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 Because you know, if Adenalcium destroyed a planet and like left some latent investiture there, then maybe that yeah. would be reflected in some ruinous investiture kind yes. of thing. Because mm-hmm. Adenalciums, all of those 16 flavors with that context. So whenever yeah. Adenalcium is doing a thing, then that, that's kind of what we get there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess in that re- respect, that does kind of make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, another, uh, the last thing I want to talk about when in regards to that investiture one yeah. is he was very specific when, he's kind, when he talked about how the shards sorry, the vessels are not infinite. So whilst yes. the shard is infinite because it represents all aspects of preservation, ruin, honor in the entire Cosmere, it's, they are limited by the vessels. And I feel like this is, this is one of the first times we've heard anything about the kind of uh-huh. the vessels being the limiting factor for what a shard can do. It's not super surprising to me, though. It is, it's, it's not. It's not at all surprising to me. It's definitely That's interesting. It's relatively obvious to the yeah. casual observer. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think that's I think that's very obvious because, uh, like when Vin holds a th- holds preservation or when Sezed holds harmony, you don't automatically just get to see all of that investiture through everything, right? Yeah. You you don't get to do that. You you're insanely expanded, and Brandon's always described shards as lowercase g gods. Yeah, and that just kind of goes with that, you know. So that, that they are not so I wonder if or omniscient. Yeah, but yes. they I, they see a lot and they are very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes me wonder if a Shodel shard or a dragon shard would be more powerful than a human one. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. I'm glad you talked about Shodel, <laughs> Ben. Was was that was that an intentional segue? Was that an intentional segue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Oh good. Well, we're cutting this part out then. Um, no. <laughs> uh, because oh, un- there was. You guys had anything to talk about in regards to that? Oh one. yeah. Sorry. Do, do we? No, I think we're done. No, <laughs> okay. no, that was yeah. good. 
Segway. No, we, segway we, we just got to go with that amazing segue that you provided for us. <laughs> uh, there was one uh, person at uh, the San Francisco signing, first selector, who asked if Ulada is ambition. And the answer is yes. And Brandon said that was pretty obvious. Oh, also, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I asked Brandon at the uh, Salt Lake signing if Ulada was a showdell. And showdells are one of the three races on Yolan, uh, which you do get to see in the Dragon Seal sample chapters along with a dragon. Uh, and Brandon said, yes, Ulada is a showdell. And uh, and we are okay to post that. Brandon said it was really yeah. obvious, but uh, I, I will say I have a bit of an advantage there. But all, all the dragon, all the showdell naming schemes are these two words. So it, it it's very obvious that Ulada is a showdell, actually. Do we have but, but now we have a confirmation. Do we have any other Not that are publicly available. available. No. That's, okay. I, I couldn't okay. talk about this until Brandon gave me permission to talk about this here. But it was intuitively obvious to me that it was, that Ulada was a showdell. But a- anyway, that, that naming scheme, it, it's a showdell naming scheme. Yeah. So if you see two, two words that are, that are like that, that that's, that's a showdell thing. Uh, that, Unless that they're is re- together as one word, because then that's, that's a Chandra. That's the yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> that's Unless right. they're palm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For some reason. Uh, for some reason. Uh, so Ulada is a showdown. So we got so much shard info right off the bat. Yes. Uh, there. Um, would a showdown shard be more powerful than a human shard? I mean. I'm not technically I would say no. Like in terms of raw power. Sure, uh, so yeah, no, are... definitely not. But yeah. I think in the context of the vessel being a limiting factor. Mm-hmm. Are they more capable with the shards power? Sure. Perhaps. I think they seem more cognitively from what I've read from the sample chapters, so I don't know how that would plan, but they seem like they did for have those, like a closer connection to the cognitive for those realm. People... For those people who haven't read the sample chapters, does someone want to summarize quickly what a showdell is? Because I am one of those people. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it was not terribly clear. So, okay, all right. Yeah. Let me let me okay. let me sell you the Dragon Steel sample chapters. Imagine Kaladin okay. being in Bridge Four, but it's just written really badly. Those are the sample chapters. Uh, okay. Instead of fighting the <laughs> the Parshendi, they're fighting the showdell. And instead of, you know, good writing, uh, everything moves really fast. The same scenes occur, just written worse. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, They they have this cognitive magic. I forget what the description of them are. Uh, I think they've been described as... They're like white and they have like triangular heads or something. I don't quite remember at this point. Yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) They're they're like related to the feign life in some way it was mentioned, which is... Yes. Which, which uh, I know is evil somehow, I think. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily evil. <laughs> Different not somehow. Not good for we people. Don't know, <laughs> we don't really know what feign life means in the Cosmere. Yeah. We just know that it's been mentioned, and it's been mentioned in The Liar of Parno. Yes. Uh, okay. I don't even think it's mentioned in Dragonsteel, honestly. Um, I could do a word. No, it is mentioned in Dragonsteel, because it was in the sample chapters that oh, he posted okay. on his website. Okay, great. Uh, talking about Dragon Steel is difficult for me. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, and and then there's like this weird part at the end where the main characters 
training with who would actually be Dalinar in on Rosharan Shattered Plains, but like yeah. he, he was rescued by a general and that, that general's war camp was all very pretty. And he and treats they, the soldiers well. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and apparently that general just has super awesome soldiers who when they punch things, they break pe- the thing's spiritual aspects. That's apparently a thing you can do. Okay. Or, or at one point could do. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brad was talking uh, about yeah. Um, so it, it's a fast read. You don't need to read too closely on those. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, guys, take. if you are an aspiring writer, read the Dragonsteel sample chapters. You'll feel way better about your own writing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you read Brandon's old stuff, you'll just feel better about your own writing. And that's fine. Because, you know, you write a lot and you'll get better. But, uh, yeah, Shodal are more cognitive but what that means, what that means in context of a shard, absolutely no idea. Uh, by the way, Dragonsteel sucks. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the the book. It's uh, not the material? Oh, okay. The, not the company is what I was going for when I said that. I was like, <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't say Dragonsteel sucks, but no. The, we just the, drop the, the Dragonsteel Prime tomorrow. that Brandon... Wrote, you're not missing anything that he didn't publish because if he published it, we would say that it is bad. So just throw yeah. that out there. It's quite bad. Uh, but you, you you get a lot of it, and a lot of the cool stuff is already in Words of Brandon already, so you're not missing yeah. out on too much. Do you want to move on to the Earthbringer release? Let's let's do it. So oh, yeah. uh, we we wanted to start with that stuff because that's kind of the biggest bombshells. And now we yeah. have thirty more pages of words of Brandon to go through, <laughs> and we're gonna do some discussion. Some of these are to inform again, and not really to discuss. Like, oh hey, that's a cool thing to know, because I know a lot of you guys are not super in with all of these new quotes so and that's totally fine so we're gonna help you walk through the all the highlights yes uh and david why don't you read us this uh first one all right cool uh ace zero 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 three requested that brandon write something interesting about the 17th shard or like a character from the 17th shard in their book and brandon wrote down that ayatil uh the masked woman who's appeared in words of radiance and i think a little bit of oathbringer but the Ghostbloods was once a member of the so. 17th Shard. She was referenced. She was in the, one of the interludes briefly, or like, like she was referenced. I don't think she was on screen much yeah, at all, okay. but yeah. Yeah, yeah so certainly not. Definitely an interesting character who is known to be a world hopper. So it makes yeah, sense. We did know that them. she was yeah. a world hopper, yes. Because she yeah, was with the Southern Skadrians. Mm-hmm. She is of Southern Skadrian descent, but yeah. she was born on Silverlight. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm glad. I'm glad we got that all uh, sorted out. Yes. Yeah. She's also. Uh, she's also. Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, Raze. Raze. What's her Raze. Yeah. She's also Raze's master. Babsk. She's yeah. not like subservient to him. And some people sometimes get that mixed up. They think Eotil is one of his servants, but no, she's actually Good. the one. You I'm know, glad checks Feather's uh, not here because you would have forgotten Raze and she would be very upset <laughs> yeah. with you. I saying. was about to say, what's the name of the one that Feather has the crush on? But that would describe <laughs> Cosmere, so. She does have a yes. crush on Raze, though. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Raze. Yeah. yeah. 
the interesting thing I find out, I find about this is that the 17th Shard have a non-interference policy. They do not interfere at all. Like, they yeah. do not want to cause shards to come into conflict, so they do not interact. Right. The Ghost Bloods, they interact. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably Eatil. <laughs> was once in the 17th shard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think she's like, I don't like this. I'm going to start my own organization. Organization. Thing. Yeah. That makes me more curious about if we'll see the ghost bloods pop in other worlds because Brandon has like referenced that there are like mercenary companies and other groups that we would find terrifying. And I've been wondering if that the ghost bloods oh, really? actually are, a, yeah, that are actually like a larger part of the Cosmere than we understand. I he's think left once we get pretty. the Silverlight novella, We'll see. All right. Yeah, man. So I'm they could be. I want to take bets right now. Who reckon? Who reckons we'll see a, a three triangle symbol in the lost medal somewhere? A three triangle symbol, like the, the ghost blood symbol. The ghost blood. Yeah. Oh. The ghost blood, sorry, three diamond. Sorry. Oh. I knew what hmm. you meant. You. Uh. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think there's enough Maybe. weird crap going on in the lost medal with Southern Skadrians being <laughs> yeah. an entirely new group of people and whatever the crap's going on with trell and this uh mists and trellium yeah. yeah oh uh, i i forgot something guys uh spoilers <laughs> oh yes spoilers, spoilers. Like everything. for everything uh yeah. well, if you haven't figured that out by now hi guys <laughs> oops i think i meant to say this earlier but which is uh, up on oh. the top by the way, guys, the Oathbringer release has an absurd amount of quotes in them, like 250 quotes. It is insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, this next one, uh, the questioner says, so Hoyd says he couldn't use the pits anymore, but couldn't he have used the trust with a lot of atium altogether? Would that not have not formed a perpendicularity? Brandon says, no, there's a reason for that. I. This seems like perfectly like reasonable to me. Yeah. Perpendicularities yeah. are are a natural formation in the cosmere. It's yeah has to do with spiritual humidity of investiture, which is weird. Sure, Brandon. Yeah, that's totally Pseud- what pseudoscience. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Atium is concentrated investiture, like it. It's the preservation pure was like, yeah, yeah it, it's it's weird. It is. Yeah. That's true. Like, but for me, it's almost comparative to saying if enough knights radiance or enough mistborn stand in a room <laughs> really close together, will that form a perpendicularity? It's like, no, you just need one knight. No, radiant. it's not Down really. But no, I, I I see your point, and I agree with your point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's investiture in a form and it's once it's trapped in that form it's you know it's not free-flowing it's not gonna be doing weird things it's got rules once it's in that form yeah and why don't you do this next one donor's visions are the memories of honor correct yes yes they are things specifically created by honor does that mean the recreants happened before honor's death since dalinar sees it yes but honor's death, like preservation's death, is a protracted event. Now, this is intrinsically obvious if you've read Oathbringer, which mm-hmm. the Oathbringer released many of these people didn't. 
read mm-hmm. Oathbringer yet? Which makes sense because it was kind of a long book. If anyone read it, <laughs> I, I, I hear it's a little long. Uh, that, that's that's the 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 tagline for Oathbringer. A little long. <laughs> uh, but I I just found it interesting that Honor's death, like Preservation's death, was a protracted event. Mm-hmm. That that there's, is interesting. Yeah, there is an old word of Brandon, like several years ago by now. That okay, the death, any death of a shard is weird and doesn't work the same as a. A normal mortal dying like that. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. They go to the beyond like that must investiture like you can't just stab them and they die. Right. So mm-hmm. I find it interesting just in the context of Chris talking yeah, about LC or that's what I was thinking history. Because she said that this preservation death that one was unlike other shard deaths before and maybe she just didn't know the details of honor's death maybe mm-hmm. maybe because this because the other ones how does she describe it she describes like a, be, like a beheading death. right it was how she described the other ones like a shattering of the, the other power. ones like, yeah yeah the other ones i think she said and, that preservation was a strangulation or something like that's that. right yes yeah but she doesn't timeline sorry what's, so what's the timeline for when honor died it was thousands of years before Current events of Russia, wasn't it? It was. It was post recurrence. It was, was two and a half. No more years. than two thousand years ago. Uh huh. And okay. and Chris said that about three hundred ish years before the events of. Yes, that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of uh, you know, the present day Rishar that we're seeing in Stormlight. Yeah. One of the few timeline details we actually have. It it could Yay. just be that the way Odium. That, that that's kind of interesting though. That maybe the way Odium killed the other shards that weren't Honor was mm-hmm. a very different thing. Yeah. Uh, That's yes. entirely possible. Yeah, I'm feeling oh, like Rashar is an exception because Odium, you know, he had yeah, his clearly. thing. He went around, you know, he killed Ambition. He killed Devotion and Dominion. I feel like Ambition was Ambition was kind of a mess. I don't know why that was. Maybe he got worse at it somehow. But uh, but anyway, like being on Rashar, being trapped by honor and cultivation doesn't surprise me that it turned out differently than that chris yeah. might not have considered that yeah, because be an exception. He, he was trapped there by mm-hmm. whatever honor yeah. did in particular he was sealed into the planets and brennan does it, specifically it, it's, reference it's def- okay brennan does specifically reference preservation and not yeah. any of the other shards that we know are right there. yeah right. Mm-hmm. i've always somehow I, i've always had it in my head that dominion and devotion was basically a simultaneous event considering how they Absolutely. were both shattered in the same yeah. way so mm-hmm. for him to yeah. double kill at the same time and then go to another planet with two shards and then be trapped in this thousand years thousands of years long prolonged battle mm-hmm. it's definitely very very different yeah i mean that that first way of king's epigraph totally says that uh you know odium was on sale a very short time so really <laughs> yeah. it was it was a very short, dramatic beheading, I guess. Not not a centuries-long yeah. war. <laughs> no. Which which is really interesting. Why does Odium need to go through, hey, let's, you know, cause these guys on Ashen to destroy this planet and then go here. Well, he's, do well I don't think he prompted the thing on Ashen. Uh, I think I'm I pretty sure, that. like, they did that themselves. I think Odium might have had a hand in... Because he didn't come to Roshar until after the Ashenites went to Roshar. 
Mm, but would yeah, that came and, later? In my mind, that feels like Odium, like showing up, you know, getting his people together, in the and system, then you but know, not on the on and Roshar, the planet, moving them. You know, he he created that conflict pretty intentionally in my mind. He could have been but, on Braze, but not on the planet Roshar, which uh, Honor and Cultivation were on. Right? I don't know. I I'm skeptical uh, of him causing the destruction of Ashton. I don't think it he caused it. I think he so- might have helped it a lot. Like you know, yeah. whatever I, happened. I, I, I'm skeptical of him being involved. Okay. At all? Oh man, yeah. I, I definitely think he's involved. Hundred oh, percent. I, I would not be shocked at all if not only is he involved, but he was the one that caused Ashen to be destroyed in an you attempt think that's to the dis- investiture disrupt. that they got from Ashen. I don't know. I, yeah. I that, like. I don't know. In my head, he probably intentionally did that to bring humans to Roshar in some sort of long-term plan. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. It it could purely be that honor and cultivation, knowing that devotion and dominion were killed pretty fast, immediately make preparations against Odium, mm-hmm. knowing of this. Yeah, that's you know? possible. The and other so Odium's like, I just well, have crap, like I a hard time seeing like them like, yes, we will accept all of these humans tainted by Odium, our ancient enemy. That they makes were. No sense. That was, he was their they god. The ancient enemy. They... Yeah. He was their god, yeah, well, though. Like, they would, accepted those people, would... regardless. I mean, to be fair, how would... He wasn't their god until, like, after they showed them. up. I don't think that's true at all. Yes. Yeah, they, the, they were the bringers of the Void, Elias. and that was the whole thing. Yeah, from the LASDLA, and from Honor, yeah. and... Sorry, Honor, from uh, Stormfather, and from Dill, multiple times, we're given the impression that Odium came to Roshar with the humans. Yeah. One second. Uh, okay. There is what a friend on this. Yeah, <laughs> okay. in fight, the bu- fight, in the book, fight. Yes. All right, all right, yeah. all right. This is from the Glasgow signing. From Hoyden Alzium. What was the order of the shards coming to Roshar and changing allegiances? Did humans come with Odium? So you're talking about uh, on Roshar specifically. So Odium had visited Roshar. The humans gave him more of an ear. The Dawn Singers would have considered him the god of the people who had come, but I mean, it wasn't like they necessarily brought him. He was capable of getting around before that. I mean, he did kind of come along with them. He was instrumental in what happened there. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he was instrumental in what happened in Ashen. Oh, hey, hey, okay. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay. okay, all right. It's okay. I love how it's you were okay. like, ah, oh, I, I know what's going on. Oh, wait. Yeah. There, there's no way. where we're learning about what's as well. There's no way, storytelling-wise, that this horrible event in the same system is not related to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, circling back a little bit for like why things are different this time as well, and like how he managed to kill Devotion Dominion so rapidly is it did reference that Odium is now wounded. So I'm wondering, you know, like he's been hurt before. So I'm wondering if he's being a little more cautious and a little more careful, which is one of the reasons that he was able to, you know, he's doing things a little more subtly. He's not showing in and chopping off heads. He's working through agents because he's afraid of being hurt. It is called the Broken One. Well, yes. but it, it directly says he's been wounded, though, as well. Like Stormfather yeah. tells that to Dalinar. So, God. Yeah. So I'm, I bet that plays into it a little bit. Yeah. Ben. So the questioner is says, can soul-forged bones be awakened? Brenner says, can soul-forged bones be awakened? So soul-cast bones be awakened. Once the soul casting is done, it is no longer invested, and it will act as a normal item, a forged item, will act as an invested and therefore will resist any manipulation. There's differences between those magics. 
I just thought that was an, an interesting distinction. Yes. Soulforged yeah. is, a, is a constant requirement of investor hurt. Well, that that does make sense because you, yeah. ha- you have to like replace the seal. Um, yeah. wait, wait, what is soul, soul, what is soul forging? Forgery. That's, forgery. It's forgery. Okay, that's forgery. The Arabic yeah, is just weird. weird. Okay, it's just phrase weird. I thought they were trying to say like a soul casted forged thing, like putting them together. No. I wasn't sure. Uh, no. uh, when, okay. when, when you've soul stomped something with forgery. Yeah, I mean, the, like there is soul the forgery soul is a thing that yeah. doesn't apply to to the things they're talking about. Wait, what is soul forgery? But like, that's a, not a term though. Like soul forgery. Soul forgery like, is. It's what like, it's I'm one pretty word. sure it's in. So yeah, yeah, it's what um, yeah. Shai does. Yeah, that's what yeah. Shai's essence soul. parts do. I don't think it's a. It's not one long word though. Like she forges souls, but she's not a soul forger. Soul forgery is a single word. Really? I'm so ninety five percent sure. I'm checking fired. now. I don't. It's not popping up, but I don't know. I'll. I, right. I'll trust you. Okay. I. I love how we we got through the, basically three quotes. Uh, and we're we're already okay, fighting on ultra. Word, but <laughs> okay, soul forgery. Uh, we're fighting as a term is a thing. Well, okay. Here's the thing with Arcanum, guys. People. Are fallible. I know. I was just, I was just things, confused what they were asking. Yeah, I, they just, it just, yeah, just means right. forgery. I'm not. Uh, not we're being accurate them. to the things that were said, but sometimes people say things that don't make sense. Mm. Right. No, I, I know. <laughs> I was just trying to parse what they meant, not what they were yeah. saying. Um. There's another quote. It's kind of long, but it, basically the gist is that uh, this this questioner was asking. If someone was burning metal, could preservation just refuse that? And the answer is no. Uh, preservation can manipulate it a bit, but uh, the magics are laws of nature, and they can't just turn that off. Yeah. Really. I wonder if like they could revoke the investiture that like rewrite the soul web so like you are no longer an alamancer. And like stop it that way, but like, well, I, I imagine the answer is absolutely yes, and we've seen that happen. Well, the other way, unless yeah. unless the shard's intent mandate goes against manipulating someone's well, I mean, DNA, yeah, you know? would preservation do that? Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> preservation yeah. would not make that change. Could yeah. preservation? It could. Vin it seems like if something, she knew how yeah. to do it. Could she do that? Probably. Yeah. I mean, like it says that. Yeah. yeah, they have the ability to do that. Whether it, they have the inclination to do it is another. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They they said in this that the shard could interfere, but not like shut it off. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. It's like they can't turn off gravity. Right. Mm-hmm. Or could yeah. honor turn off gravitation? I, I know people have opinions <laughs> on this next quote. Okay. What metal is Nightblood's sheath made out of? Nightblood's sheath is aluminum. Or oh, aluminium, oh, as our aluminium. people across the pod call it. <laughs> uh, if you're not aware, aluminum is not uh, steel and is not particularly sturdy. Strong? You should have picked yeah, titanium or something, and just we had never had this problem ever. <laughs> but oh well. So it uh, could th- just there's... be like aluminum lined. Yeah. So that like 
the aluminum is the important part. So that's like what the sheath is made out of. But there's other stuff in there that. But there was it sheath shaped. There were fused like blocking. Weren't they using that sheath to block stuff? You know what I mean? Like, yes. so I feel like the, if it had just been lined with it, like maybe that would work. I don't know. I don't know if they've like, I know Peter at one point mentioned that they wanted it so that the material strength was still involved. Like if you had used a shard blade against like a sheet of aluminum foil, it would still tear through it because it's not thick. But in my head that yeah. at this point, you kind of have to accept that maybe that not all that force is being transferred. Yeah. Aluminum. That's weird. It's nightblood period is weird well, I, so i yes. think it's natural that night buzz sheath is weird yeah i would yeah. i will hope that in the future it's it's an aluminium alloy not just pure aluminium because then that would be yeah maybe yeah, an alloy is good enough you know? yeah that's the excuse not... they use for guns in mistborn isn't it so is that it's mm-hmm. alloy oh yeah okay all mm-hmm. right all right that's that's fair uh, did, did you know that sapphires are a compound of aluminum? Yeah. Gemstones? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I won't well, call yeah, them you're a, a geology compound major. of... <laughs> yeah. There is aluminum in sapphires that colors them. That no, makes them... No. no, it's not. No, what? I don't think aluminum is the impurity. I'm pretty sure it's an aluminosilicate, but... Yeah, it's well, aluminum Watch me, like... Okay. Make a yeah. fool of myself with my degree. No, on, no, 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 no. I've I've done research for this years ago for reasons you know why, David. Okay. Like sapphires. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, well, I, no one else knows. I thought if you, about, I thought if you compounded aluminum, aluminium, you just wiped out your internal alimentic reserves. I didn't realize you got sapphires out of that. It's a little known fact. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it has nothing to do with that. Oh, the. Chemical pound, compound of corundum is has, yeah, uh, aluminum. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did not know that, or maybe I did, and I just long leave. Yeah, but we, I don't we, think at that point it's not really aluminum anymore, so I don't think that. Well, you're you're right, but you know what? <laughs> if aluminum's so weird, does aluminum compounds count? We have absolutely no freaking idea. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I have to say on that. Who knows? Um, David, mm-hmm. it's next one. Oh, gotcha. Um, how the crap did Zahail end up on Rashar? Brandon, partially walked there, partially took a vehicle. Which is such a trolly answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you guys don't realize, well, once you start reading Arcanum, which is great, uh, Brandon is an ultra troll. Like that whole Pajdi quote Brandon <laughs> deliberately wanted to troll you like, oh yeah, Pashti's a shard. Asterisk. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, Brandon. Yeah. So that that thanks for dropping that on us unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The vehicle thing is pretty cool, although I kind of think it could be just as simple as he got in one of those Madra Mandra it could just boats. Be in a boat. Yeah, yeah like, like it's it's not really that that impressive, but I, I, it, it was an amusing answer. It's hilarious, like if you know the circumstances of like how this actually happens. So yeah. yeah. Partially walked, partially took a vehicle. You just got to imagine a car, you know? Yeah. No, don't. I'm kidding. <laughs> there uh, could be shades, more cars. You don't know. Shades, cars. Shades. Cars. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Eric, oh, I'm going to ask why you've included yes. this next one in the dock. Can I read this one? <laughs> Uh, There's actually well, a good reason because I wanted to talk about this one. This oh, okay. no, this I'll one's super important. This one's very okay. important to talk about. No, but you can read it for oh. sure. I just wanted to discuss it. 
Yes. Uh, the the difficulty is that some things are inaudible, and uh, this one has some important inaudible parts that we cannot discern. But I think yeah. we can figure out what that means. So, all right, read read it. Okay. So the questioner asked, "Is there something preventing the listeners or the parshendi from inaudible?" <laughs> Brandon says, "Historically, yes." And so the questioner says, "Oh, so it's not something that inaudible." And then Brandon replied, "Something was preventing them." You phrased that really well. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my interpretation on this because yeah, I have an interpretation yeah. too. I think we all yeah, I think it. yeah, but I'm pretty sure what he's saying in that first inaudible, some anything preventing the listeners or partially from inaudible is he's probably referencing bonding a spren to become a radiant, as we saw with Venley, is my belief. And so yeah. Bren's saying, historically, yes, something was preventing them from becoming a radiant. And in my head, I'm starting to wonder if maybe Honor was not a big fan of the listeners becoming radiants for whatever reason. And since his death, that restriction has now been removed. Yeah, I agree to most of that. Listen to this again. Um, I believe that it wasn't that he was not a fan of them. It was just that he saw that they were susceptible to Odium in that pretty much all of the singers joined Odium. And so he did not want to risk his children to an entity that could easily go to Odium. Mm -hmm. Another possibility, yeah. Yeah, but it's they, not they like were... he was racist against singers. It's just, he was. I... Well, no, I don't think that's the case because the listener song of listing and all those listener songs make it sound like uh, the spren were forbidden that they they could never provide what humans gave them with the bond. But that's clearly like, not the very... case, you know. Like, okay. no, it isn't the case. And there's also a word of Brandon that says that singers can actually give what humans give mm -hmm. yeah which yeah which I is, guess is obvious yeah. with venley but you know mm -hmm. but i don't yeah. see that as contradicting what i just said uh well the way i see it is that uh the spren in this first desolation they didn't even bond the singers then when there wouldn't have been any issue right well because see what I'm they saying? didn't start bonding people until after honor gave the heralds, the heralds sure they yeah. started bonding that in direct imitation of that sure so okay. before that yeah. point they didn't even know it was possible i guess and okay. after that All point right. that's Od fine. singers had corrupted the singers okay Odium right. had that's fine that's fine i'm with you there oh this is literally the next quote <laughs> yeah that's what, that's what i was laughing <laughs> yeah. so now we know that says, hey, can Parshendi provide what the humans can provide in terms of a mutualistic relationship with the Spren? And the answer is yes. Yeah, so this next one, the questioner is wondering how world hoppers can get around and actually speak to people without having to learn <laughs> all of the languages. Which, I mean, they hadn't read Oathbringer yet, so yeah. that's fine. And basically, Brennan says that he intentionally made it so that it's incredibly easy to start using connection in order to speak other languages, like which we see that in Fans of Mourning with the connection medallions, the yeah. unsealed metamines that yeah. allow Alec to speak to all the other people. 
Yeah. 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 There are said... some like glitches with that, as we see with Hoyd. He he's the only one in the Stormlight Archive to use the word coin. Mm-hmm. If you notice that. Yeah. Because he thinks of money as coins, but that's not a thing on Roshar. Mm-hmm. Oh, this next one is shooting down a super common theory. But I, but I like. Oh, well. Oh, right, well, you I get like to read it then. Well. Okay. You get to read it, David. All right. Uh, similar to how Lightweavers have kind of really good memories, do the Skybreakers have any special abilities for telling guilty and innocent people apart? Brandon, no. Good question. So that's not their resonance. I know. Was, I'm like really upset top theory. by that. Yeah. I can't. I can't even remember how that came about. Like it just—it's such a common theory. But well, it's, it's a in common the theory because it's mentioned in the words of Radiance epigraph. Mm-hmm. Well, so they had like an uncanny ability. Yeah, yeah but yeah. so nothing there. What I'm hoping is that Brandon was just super tired and didn't really listen to the question. <laughs> That's my hope here. So the next one is links back to that previous one of was the trust in Hero of Ages. Perpendicularity, which Brandon says, so no asterisk, which is strange since he said in the last what we talked about, you know, to do with the trust. Basically, yeah. pretty much the straight up no. So, yeah, that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I think the asterisk yeah. is like there's a reason for that. Again, yeah. yeah. Sure. It that, might be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the easiest uh, reading of that. Um, this next one, uh, questioner says, is there any undiscovered planets in the Cosmere? Brandon? Yes. Checks out. Yep. Uh, if you guys don't know, the Cosmere is not a galaxy as large as the Milky Way. It's a dwarf galaxy, so it's smaller. It's yeah, it's, smaller. it's a compact dwarf, um, dwarf galaxy. Yeah, so and then it's, all... yeah, we're not going to have quadrillions of people in no. the yeah. science fiction. What a shame. Uh, so even cool. even the events of what's kind of important to the Cosmere, I think Peter said only happens in the space of a star cluster within a small dwarf galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I remember something along <laughs> yeah. those lines. Wow. Space is that, that, really big. Yeah. I, I don't mean to get on a long tangent, but this is just making me think, I guess shards don't get to move through interstellar space very fast. Or they just don't feel like it. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I guess the thought there is if there's not life in these distant planets, then Shadesmar is really yeah. s- small and it's hard to get there. And do you think shards are using Shadesmar to travel? Cool. In I... Bra- Brandon said that Harmony could will himself if he wanted to any planet in the Cosmere like a long time ago. So, because like that's true. shards Harmony. exist yeah. primarily in the, spirit. the spiritual yeah. realm. Yes. Yeah. Where all of this conversation doesn't apply so it's it's sure, weird. okay yeah because yeah the the reason why i brought it up is because uh moving a shard to the cognitive is kind of bad right yeah As we saw with the door mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of yeah. what i was going there specifically their investiture into the door mm-hmm. yep. so. yeah right right hey windrunner i read this one <laughs> okay, you, I'll read the one that I, I kind of still don't agree with or get, but yeah. Uh, okay, what's cool. with Calden being special with his oaths that he explodes with power every time he says it? That is a function of Windrunners being very close to Bondsmiths, which has certain effects. 
Would other one runners do that as well? Brandon. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is fine and interesting, although I do kind of wonder Dalinar did not explode with power every time he's sworn an oath, so I'm curious why being close in proximity to the Bondsmiths would make them explode with power, but the Bondsmiths themselves would not explode even more with power. Hmm. Is my thought. But yeah, I... what's also interesting is we know the exploding with power thing is a unique thing to Windrunners, but if being close to a Bondsmith mean is what causes that, then why don't the Stone Wards get that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't seen any Stone Wards swearing any oaths, so. No, but we've well, it might not be relevant anymore. But we've had wobs that the explosion of power thing is a unique thing to the Windrunners. That's something that Windrunners oh, okay. get. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're that, that, they're that cool. That's really what it is, you know. Yeah, because yeah. I was I was also kind of curious. Because yeah, it's the main character. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's the main character. He explodes. So many people just got really angry with me. <laughs> um, I mean, but I I want to see more of like the real truth watcher. Sorry, runner in, because I do feel like they might end up snap. being the uh, like not my. Cut that! Cut that! Oh. No, no, no. We're keeping this, and oh, Alex God. is going to eviscerate you later. Oh, man. She doesn't listen to these. She doesn't listen to these. But at least internally, I've been considering the Truth Watchers to be like the cultivation. Not even, I mean, it's wrong, but like kind of like not equally important to the Bondsmith, but very significant in the same way. Yeah, and so I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious, like if they would have a similar effect to any of the orders around them. Although they're not, they don't have like the really big spread they're bonding to. So maybe not. I, you- you didn't listen to the last episode where I kind of alluded to this, but if you read the descriptions for the Night Watcher and the Miss friend, who I believe are the Truth Watcher's friend, mm-hmm. they are described very similarly. So my theory, intriguing, that, huh? Like with like the smooth like porcelain faces and like misty bodies. That huh. I'm I'm thinking the Night Watcher. Is the progenitor of the Mistbren? Oh, that'd be like super how cool. Honor and the Stormfather created the Honor Spren. The that'd Nightwatcher be really created cool. the Mistbren. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, that makes sense. Taldane, are you ever gonna write more novels sound there? I would say fifty-fifty chance. Good news, guys! <laughs> Just confirmed we're getting White Sand Pros written out in a better version everyone cheer and applaud it's happening i uh, this is a complicated subject that my Wendy concern and I disagree we'll, we'll have to do our yes. essay series is what we're going to do that's what we actually need well to do. I, I, <laughs> I, well I, i'll just say i'm concerned because uh, white the white sand pros you can just get through Brandon's newsletter. You can get it it's really easy. It's pretty. It's, it's, it's a decent read. It's, yeah. it's not dragon steel, even though Eric doesn't like it. White white sand is actually pretty fun to read. So if you haven't, check it out. Uh, I really enjoyed I mean, it. Mish really enjoyed it. I really okay. It. Yeah, it's okay. It's endings. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> we'll 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 wait until the graphic novels. Yeah, don't are spoil out. We'll that do an part. Episode yeah. on that. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but. That was one book in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Are we just gonna stop White Sand after the three graphic novels and That's actually not a get question. the other two books in the series? Yeah. That's what I want to know. 
And I'm worried that, you know, if we have a graphic novel for the next book set, it's just going to go into Nonsenseville that Brandon yeah. doesn't want. That That's my concern. That is also my concern. And that's an argument I believe is very valid. <laughs> I mean, the next books of White Sand were going to be way more interesting than White Sand. Oh, off, yeah. I feel, know, like, whatever. I feel like Dark Side is going to be pretty interesting once way it's... Way more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Way more I think Dark Side could actually work pretty well in graphic novel better than Dayside. Dayside oh, also had sure. the opportunity to work well, but then they put them on top of magic whirlwinds of sand, and we're like, this isn't even a power. <laughs> they flew around. <laughs> Maybe we should do an episode on, on White Sand uh, Volume 1 before uh, we get to Volume 2, so we can uh, <laughs> eviscerate and or jet uh, praise, you know? Then I'd have to read White Sand Volume 1 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Wow. It takes like an hour. Wow. Snap. Um... But, you know, I, I just I just want to say, though we are staff on the Brandon Sanderson fan site, the official Brandon Sanderson fan site, uh, if we don't like something, that probably means we really don't like something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, right? try, we, not to be, we try to be like brainless yes men who are just like, everything Brandon writes is good. No. We, but no. I tend to really enjoy what he does write, so. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. I tend to really enjoy it. Yeah. He has a great track record with me, but. There are some things that just don't work, like snapshot. Oh, calamity! Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, you didn't like that one. Um, Ben, do this one. Yeah. Can you describe what Shade Smile looks like on either Nalthus or Cell? And Brandon replies, "Yeah, on Cell, it looks like a big old storm that will destroy you. More than a storm, it's like a big pressurized. It's like plasma almost. It's really dangerous." really dangerous that's because the door is hanging out there and i'm glad we got confirmation of that it is just it is just a big old storm it was like you step into it and you just it's like stepping into the high storm it's it's just it's, <laughs> well i'm i'm imagining something worse than the high storm yeah oh, it's like it's stepping plasma. into the sun. <laughs> it's a, yeah. yeah you're walking yeah. into a shade like a shades mari sun storm thing yeah fun yeah which puts the Oh, we put all of our Elantrians into the perpendicularity. <laughs> hey, hey, Reno made it, as we found out. So maybe a few of them did. Right, to, I know. to be fair, to be fair, if you want peace, you will be quickly wrecked by it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's but a lot I, of pain after that. I wouldn't you just get ripped apart? Like would. How much pain would you actually feel? So I, said, no, apart I was by... just saying, like, quick, you're done. You're out. That's yeah, all you're the done. Elantrians Better wanted. than the pain of being, uh, you know, an Elantrian, you know? Oh, what happens if you die in the cognitive realm? I bet that's weird. You die in real life. If you die in the cognitive realm, you die in real life. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, although one of the things that I just want to that I noticed too is Brandon is not wanting to describe Shadesmar on Nalthus. This is not the first time I've seen him dodge what Nalthus looks like when someone asks him. So I'm curious if he doesn't want to tell us or if he hasn't like worked it out too much yet, since we haven't had to see it yet. Maybe he just doesn't want to answer Nalthus questions because he knows we're not going to get the Warbreaker <laughs> sequel like ever. Not not ever. He's quietly canceled like, it and just can't break it to us yet. And we're just like, all like ten years from now, maybe we'll get it. So. We'll get 20-year Warbreaker anniversary. We'll get Nightblood. I, I would be heartbroken if he cancels Nightblood forever. 
that would yeah, be. I don't think he. No, we have to get it. Like it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. Eventually. It is the lowest on the totem pole right now, though. I think of published things like behind Elantris even. No, because like Elantris Elantris sequels are apparently important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have to happen before Era 3 Mistborn. Which, for some reason... Dun-dun-dun-dun. Alright, I'm sorry for including this one, but it's... Uh, Questioner, so would Alamancy work if the metals were a suppository? Brandon, that is theoretically possible, but gross. There's nothing special about the stomach. It's kind of getting into your spirit and things. Which makes sense with, like, past words of Brandon, where you could burn piercings. Yeah, Uh, right. We've had piercings, hemorrhagic spikes, uh, IUDs, and now we've got suppositories. So if it's in your body, you can can burn it. Hold hold up. What's up, up, Ben? What's up? Why are you mentioning IUDs in this? I'm pretty scenario? sure there is a word of Brandon about this. this. If you don't read this, the word of Brandon that says oh, IUDs can be birds. There you go. Wait, that what? is a thing. <laughs> yeah, what? that happened too. I don't remember this at all. Brandon Wait, is such a good sport. Is, a... is what we're learning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, if hey, it's, if you it's know in what, your body, guys? I just searched Arcanum IUD. Exactly what I want. It's, it's right really there. great. <laughs> It's it's right there, yeah. Uh, yeah, you do need to worry about that. <laughs> there you go. I it just I wasn't familiar <laughs> with that quote, and it was just very odd for you to <laughs> mention it. Off, I can imagine without the context. Yes, yes. It is yeah, I, I was I was a little lost there. Can you tell me why Yasna wanted to to potentially assassinate her sister-in-law, the queen? She felt the queen was seeking to usurp power for one thing, and was reckless for another. And so Yasna was worried about the safety of the throne. Yasna is, is an excellent judge of character. Yeah, good thing excellent Yasna. judge. I would say that maybe Yasna should have assassinated her. That might have saved lives, maybe. Yep. What are... uh, 100%. We don't need to go down. But then we wouldn't have little Gavilinanor to hang out with. So. <laughs> So the next one on this list is can a surge binder use breath like they can stormlight? Brandon says this is possible and not really that hard to make work. Which is interesting. Yeah. That's super weird. It, yeah. Well, really? That I think it makes sense. Well, like just, because I thought we've specifically had a uh, word of Brandon that uh, Zahel has had trouble getting stormlight to be used in for awakening, mm. so essentially for as for as breath. So it's mm. interesting that the other way around is apparently well, not that hot. Yeah. Well, awakening is end neutral. Um, uh, surge binding is end positive. Like part of the mm. thing of surge binding is that it draws in outside investiture to power stuff. Yeah, I'm, and like in my mind, I'm thinking, you know. Brandon's talked a lot about how Stormlight isn't like as sticky, quote unquote, as breaths are. So that's why I think it'd be hard to awaken with oh, okay. Stormlight. But if you're given, if oh, in my head, if someone if someone gives you 500 breaths and you've got 100 breaths and you're a Windrunner and you just try to last something, it'll probably just start using those breaths if you don't have access to Stormlight. I think it'd be really that easy, in my opinion. But because you're already just charged up with a different sort of energy. Yeah. Uh, also, that's I, I just wanted to put it out there that uh, Brandon saying not really that hard to make work could also be a relative thing mm-hmm. compared with 
many things, but I, yeah. I agree with you, David, that that's probably just how it goes. Okay. Um, this next one uh, is a really long one, again, uh, asking if a Skadrian who, you know, was an Alamancer went to Nalthus uh, and would their kids have Skadrian investiture? And the answer is yes. Uh, the person tried to glean out how many generations that would last, and Brandon just didn't want to talk about that, but uh, their kids would still have Skadrian investiture in them. Which makes sense. That's how genetics It totally works. does. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And Brandon said that it was uh, about genetics mm-hmm. in particular. Interesting. I can do this one if we want. I haven't read yeah. one in a while. Okay, cool. Uh, questioner. So we know that things can be soulcast into aluminum. But can aluminum itself be soulcast into something else? Brandon, it resists all forms of investiture trying to change it to things. Which sounds like a no. Uh, correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it, the way he said that is... Yeah. Because we know aluminum is Rolkalest, the unforgeable metal referred to in the Emperor's Soul. And he's also said that aluminum cannot be awakened. Mm, yeah. So it makes sense that if those other two things can't, don't work on it, this won't work on it. Mm-hmm. Although it's funny that it can yeah. be Soulcast. Like, it still makes sense, but it's interesting that they can make it, but they can't unmake it. Well, that's probably just the distinction between uh, aluminum resisting investiture, but once you've made something Soulcast, it is not invested, right? Yeah. Well, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of? I don't quite think that applies here. It's that, like, okay. you aren't, when you're creating something, when you're turning something into aluminum, you're not soul casting a thing that is aluminum. You're, you're just making new aluminum. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. You're just sure, sure, sure. manipulating the atoms so or it becomes aluminum. Works. Yeah. Yeah. And then once it's aluminum, like, you can't do anything else to it. Mm-hmm. Ben, go do this next one. Cool. Are there any parallels between the fish in the Pure Lake and the aviar in Sixth of Dusk? And Brandon says yes. And that world question was from Kogiopsis. Kogiopsis. Yep. Yep. Yes. She's great. Which is interesting. So does that mean if you put a fish on your shoulder from the Pure Lake, you'll get magic powers? Almost well, definitely. If you eat the fish, yeah. you get. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, <laughs> you get things. I feel like the, yeah. the yeah. AVR get a much better deal that no one's trying to eat them. Yeah. Those yeah, poor fish. No. Well, technically, the AVR eat the worms. Yeah. Well, the worms are parasites, aren't they? Sure. So they're like, yeah. oh, the parasites are doing just fine in there. Yeah. I assume. So I think the, I think the parallel oh, would be okay. that sure. the AVR are absorbing investiture from like elsewhere. And so I guess mm-hmm. the fish are eating something in the Pure Lake. And the Pure Lake, we know, is special in some way and yeah. very very weird yes well yeah. so it kind of makes sense the things that the, live in the, it the fish are the fish are forming um symbiotic bonds with spread that's what gives them yeah. their power okay so i think this is just a animals in the cause these are both animals in the cosmere that have adapted to the investor that's around and mm-hmm. stuff happens yeah 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 oh, this one's weird this one. yeah was it relevant that Ruin mentioned passion to Vin? Yes. 
I feel like this is one of those ones where Brandon, like, where it was just like a little too open ended, and I don't think there's much there. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. That it's just that what, uh, they just didn't. Is the context of this? That's uh, uh, the actual quote. That's what I want to know. I'm not. Do you want sure. me to pull it up, or are you pulling it up? Oh, I'm I'm bringing this up. Okay, cool. Um, whilst you're doing that, because it's one of those things I hate, because now any time anyone ever mentions passion in the Cosmere for the rest of the next 40 years, however long, people are going to be like, ah, there's odium. odium. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, and I'm like, it's, it's going to be, it's like numbers and colors all over again. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's... All right. Uh, Ruin opened his eyes, staring her down. This work I do, it's about passion, Vin. It's about dynamic events. It's about change. That is why you and your Ellen are so important to me. People with passion are people who will destroy. For a man's passion is not true until he proves how much he's willing to sacrifice for it. Will he kill? Will he go to war? Will he break and discard that which he has, all in the name of what he needs? Ha. Oh. I'd love Ruin. He's great. <laughs> I know Ruin is great, but uh, but <laughs> yeah. so I thinking about this. I'm thinking uh, about this in the context of that. There's some overlap between uh, these ideas of shards, which I think is meant is a later word of Brandon on this in mm, our document, no. actually. Mm. Uh, and so. It's not other things other than endowment can give things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You see you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like there there's some overlap between these 16 uh shards. Like I'd kind of imagine that ambition is a bit with this passion idea in a little bit. Yeah. Uh as well, right? Uh, but I, I don't think there's anything deeper than that. Yeah, I don't think this has that. anything... Well, I don't think this has anything significantly to do with Odium. I think yeah. this is... Yes, I agree. The shards are aspects of divinity. Correct? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yes. think this is just like passion is a part of people. Like and that's reflected in the divine, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's yeah. Oh man, guys, this next one kind of blew my mind. The gemstones one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do gemstones come from, Brandon? Gemstones and Rashar are mostly coming from gem hearts, and I remembered to stick what in some mentions of this in Oathbringer. Because a lot of people have been asking about this. It's not something like the daily ranching of animals for their gem hearts. It's not something that we bring up a lot. But there is some limited mining operations on Rishar as well. You've just got to get through the cram. So he's referencing probably the gum frames that we see a little yep. bit. Yes. In Oathbringer. This is, just, this is interesting. This is you, crazy you do to me, actually. It. Yeah. yeah. For a while it's... before. Yeah. Uh, for a while before Oathbringer, I was... Um, no, it seems yeah. completely reasonable, but I just hadn't thought about it this way ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a thing I wondered, but I, I'm also wondering, like, why do we get all the glass to put the gemstones in spheres? But, you, you know, <laughs> who, who does that? Uh, <laughs> that's what I wonder. But where the gemstones come from, I mean, we always got 
the the big emeralds from the chasm feeds so mm-hmm. yeah it totally makes sense but i just never thought of it that way which mm-hmm. might be a reason why singers are pissed off at humans maybe i don't know yeah maybe they're not cool with that it might be why also we see some there's some soul cast thing which you basically just never see um i'm trying to remember this one that we we've, we've just not seen any even hints at anyone ever doing and it might just be because the animals required to make the gems for those soul casters might just not exist yeah, we don't see a lot of garnet like salt like blood soul casting much yes. at all. Like only I've only seen Yasna do that, if I can recall correctly. Yeah. Or Shalon. Yeah. Huh. I, I think, I don't know I think who it would, might be blood is the one. I don't know who would want a blood favorite. Like that'd be a little I mean like I guess well, if, you're, like if you're doing transfusions, that'd be cool. Non oil liquid. So yeah, like but water. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that, but would I mean through garnets. Mm-hmm. But like they're not using it, and I don't think it seems like for the most part the soul casters that people have u- access to are a little simpler and might not even be able to make water unless, like you know, like especially like the lower level ones where like they can just make brick, you know, like those square buildings. It wouldn't shock me if they didn't have the ability to make water. Yeah, maybe soul casting and soul casters is that's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, read this next one. So, Hoyd was not afraid of a shard blade. Would he be afraid of nightblood? Brandon, every rational person, people start laughing, who has ever existed in the Cosmere is afraid of nightblood, or should be. Hoyd isn't always rational, but yes, he is afraid of him. Which is very interesting because Hoyd has when Hoyd just says to Yasna, oh yeah, I'm <laughs> Shardblade, that's cute. Yeah. Basically. He's has a lot of healing abilities. Yes. So yeah. Nightblood's very special. Yes. Every yeah. rational person who has ever existed <laughs> in the Cosmere is afraid of Nightblood. That should tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. We're don't worry guys, we are gonna do another deep dive yeah. into Nightblood yeah. very soon. Oh yeah. I'm not it's top tier important. I'm not even in the Cosmere and I'm afraid of Nightblood. Yeah. <laughs> Literally vaporizes things. Yeah. Like that that's not good. By the way, Brandon Raffod, if fused killed by Nightblood would come back. I don't so. think they would. Ah. But yeah. He just raffoed. Yeah, I'd say no too. Yeah, but that would be my inclination. But he raffled it. I thought it was such a good question. It is a good yeah. question. Did he say good question? That's the qualifier. <laughs> no, he just said raffle. Okay. He just said raffle. <laughs> Brandon. So, Brandon, I-, I walk up, put the recorder there, and he looks at me funny and just like does a double take. He's like, Did you come down here from Montana? I was just like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, finals are done, and he he was just shocked that I was there, uh, so so he recognized me and probably gives me raffles more often. Guess, there's a know. chance I might be able to go to the Seattle one that's happening in May, and I really Ooh. hope he recognizes me. <laughs> uh, there's a wait, the there's from... a Seattle signing in May. Uh, uh, he's there's going a to event. Con. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Some con going on. Oh, yeah. so this next one says. Questioner, so in Secret History, Fuzz mentions a weapon that he buried. Is that the Atium, or is that something else? Brandon, uh, and then Brandon gives a raffo. Mm-hmm. 
Well, he has his son hold up a Raffo sign, which I think yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> yes. 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 So I looked that up. Did, if you guys wanted the context to the weapon line. I do. Okay, yeah. because I that, do. That makes it, I think the answer is pretty obvious, especially if you've read okay, the annotations. Uh, so this, this is preservation talking to Kelsier. I needed a sign, Fuzz whispered, stopping near Kelsier. Something he couldn't change. A sign of the weapon I'd buried. The boiling point of oh, water. Okay. The, yeah, the boiling yeah. point of water, I think. Maybe it's freezing point. Oh, so, yeah, so he's just talking about the idiom mistings. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's basically water. Or, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, that's... Also, there's secret history annotations? There weren't secret history annotations, but no. the whole mention of the boiling point of water and the freezing point of water was an abandoned plot line from the original Mistborn. Okay. Where he was okay. trying to do about a more... About 16. About 16. Stuff. Like, he wanted okay. there to be more natural things in the world that pointed at the sign of 16 to make people realize that something was happening. But yeah, he ended yeah. up just cutting it because it was too complex. So that's just like a little nod at that, I think. Fair yeah, enough. that makes sense. This one was asked by Comatose, a.k.a. Matt, Matt, who has been on the podcast before. Was Nightblood black before being awakened by Shashara? Brandon, no. Yeah, uh, I definitely didn't help workshop this question. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, wait, I did. Uh, I think that's crazy. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Matt he, loves Shashara. Loves Shashara so much. <laughs> yeah, he, Matt also asked if Shashara was known to wear red scarves to try and see if he, uh, he was yeah, the girl who yeah. looked up. Uh, and the answer was no. But it was, uh, was amusing. Is it no good question? or uh... <laughs> No, just I think just a no. Uh, what, what can we get out of this, this Nightblood? I, I think that's really interesting because that indicates that the Awakening made him black then mm-hmm. right yeah yeah brandon has is interesting in, yeah in the annotations brandon says that the black smoke that nightblood leaks is the corrupted breath you're gonna say corrupted i knew you're gonna bring up the i don't think thing. this is necessarily like corrupted as in siana corrupted yeah i think <laughs> this is corrupted as in like something damaged wonky yeah went on mm. with these so I don't think there's outside investiture yeah. doing stuff here necessarily. Yeah, it's it's interesting that it turned black because I I have switched from thinking that Nightblood was created using multiple uh, magic systems to thinking it was created using just Awakening. So it's mm. really curious that Awakening, you know, this color based magic turned him black, mm-hmm. like you know, and so it's, I mean, it's just curious. Wouldn't you still think that there is some? other influence on nightblood oh there was definitely something else influencing nightblood's creation i just don't think it was a second magic system that wasn't purposely it could have been endowment herself yeah exactly it could have been endowment just yeah i'm gonna mess with Mm -hmm. these guys i'm gonna really mess with them and i'm wondering if this has to do with a little nightblood has an ability that isn't really discussed that much it's like oh yes when an awakener has a whole bunch of breath. They get the aura where colors be- become brighter around them. Mm-hmm. Yes, colors around yeah. nightblood become deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's which right. isn't really discussed that much ever. Yeah, I think, so I don't think it com- came up in Oathbringer at all. It like it like it I happened. It, it? it happened. Yeah. It. I, okay, I was okay, watching okay. pretty closely for yeah, making sure I'm nightblood was sure. yeah. doing the right things. So. So that might tie into this. Uh, Me. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we just... We, <laughs> we gotta do a Nightblood podcast because there was another sword in Oathbringer presumably made similarly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is not black. So Or nearly as scary. <laughs> Correct. No, no. I, I my, my thought with that blade is that uh, it was Nightblood without whatever extra influence that made Nightblood weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I'm, I'm with you seems that, like yeah. the simplest explanation. Okay, guys. Well, we uh, successfully managed to get through a third of our document of <laughs> Words of Brandon here and exactly one signing, and it has been a long time that we have re- yes. been recording. So what we're going to do is we're going to call it for now. Uh, definitely next week we're going to do more. Uh, if we do three, we're gonna like space it out because we we don't want you guys to get bored. But hopefully you found these informative, and we we got the biggest highlights mm-hmm. in this one. But there there's a lot of cool stuff later though too. I think right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. So we'll end this one here, and we'll see you all next week for a lot more of these. Uh, feel free to uh subscribe on YouTube. Uh, let's not have Jeebus break audio by ye- yelling <laughs> and subscribing. Like no, no, no. We're not. We're not gonna do that. But just reminding you that if you want, you can subscribe and like to the video. Follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, for all updates, of course, you can follow us on Seventeen Shard on Twitter. And find us on 17shard.com. And also you can subscribe to the podcast with whatever podcast app you like with the RSS feed that is in the description below. Um, Any last words? I don't think Did so. Did you mention the Discord? Oh, and, <laughs> and there's a 17shard Discord where you can talk with all of us anytime. Tell us how great or crappy this podcast was. Yep for you uh i or say that our conclusions were good or bad or whatever you want uh but we hang out there way too much and it's a big time sink but uh and you can talk with all sorts of other brandon sanderson nerds uh which you know is is fun if you're in the middle of nowhere like i am and you don't (laughs) have brandon sanderson fans to talk to And so with that, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.